Hello and welcome to The Training Show, the show for training professionals by training professionals, where we discuss all things training. I'm Elaine Giles. And I'm Mike Thomas. And we're back with our second show dedicated to all things training. Thank you so much for all your positive comments and messages. We really appreciate the sentiments and your support for The Training Show. And we have news of an opportunity exclusive to Training Show listeners. Your chance to get a £125 learning experience for free. But more of that shortly. The topic for this show is what's in a name, by which we mean what do you call yourself as a training professional? So there's lots and lots of titles out there. Um, We've come up with trainer, consultant, facilitator, learning technologist, instructor, teacher, mentor, and there's probably many, many more. There is many, many more, which we'll discuss shortly. Uh, Some of them quite amusing, actually. I call myself an IT trainer. First and foremost, it's what I do, it's the subject I teach, although I, I have tended to put slightly different uh, job titles in some of my auto-signatures, depending who I who I talk to. Well, I suppose that brings up, do you name yourself, or is it an official title? Uh, I do have an official title. I did have a slightly different title when I worked for one company and now I'm working for another company in the same role in the same customer site, but um, the, the customer changed supplier of the services. So I moved over to the new company and I think we, we ended up with slightly different job titles. For exactly the same job. For exactly the same job, yes. Mm. I think it all comes down to, in, in that case, how, how HR defines you, which is actually a, a, a different thing altogether, isn't it? Apart from what you, how you define yourself and how your customers and other people define you, it's, it's how are you defined officially by HR who, who may be set pay grades based on it. Yes, that's what I was going to say. You know, why is it so important? I think there's lots of reasons why it's important. I think initially we're addressing the is it important to you and why is this important to you? I call myself an IT trainer as well, although I do a lot more than training. So I suppose as a secondary title, I have a consultant available, which I do use. So I, somewhere between the two there. For me, I think it's less important because I work for myself. So it so doesn't really matter what I call myself to, to a certain degree, does it? If you're going to go down that route of consultant, then my official job title is IT training consultant. But does, does consultant add that extra bit or is it pretentious? I don't know. I was told many, many years ago to just use consultant. Don't put IT, so don't put a subject matter. Don't put trainer or facilitator or anything like that. Just consultant. And I thought, okay you know fairly generic but why would you do that so you'd have a business card you know it was back in the days of paper business cards and you'd have this business card it would have your name and it would just say consultant and the logic behind that i was told was so you could present your business card to somebody and whatever it was they needed you could do it which i thought was that that is pretentious isn't it that's assuming that you can provide an all-encompassing <laughs> service for somebody doesn't matter what you need i can do it jack of all trades i see the logic of it but i don't necessarily agree with it actually no i use it trainer if i'm training people the consultant part comes in for me that's a totally separate job role i i do design work i do um 
one-to-one coaching. I do virtual training. So rather than have 20 titles, I just put that in as consultant. I have a broad range of IT skills. So rather than separate them out, I just say I consult in. And most of it is IT. There is a soft skills side to it, but most of it is IT. Which actually brings us on to um, why it's so important. And in our world, it's been elevated in importance since late last year when our professional body, which for 16, 17 years was called the Institute of IT Training, suddenly morphed into the Learning and Performance Institute. And it was the most talked about topic in the IITT forums ever. I think a lot of people were jolted out of their comfort zone. It certainly upset the status quo. And they, I think people fell into sort of probably th- three categories, but you only ever hear of two, which are the sort of two extremes. There's those bemoaning the fact that their professional body no longer outwardly recognised their area of expertise. And then at the completely different end of things were others pointing out that it was a bigger and better, brighter future in terms of creating a multidiscipline body where we could learn from each other. Um, The only practical difference for me initially was that I'm a fellow of said institute, so instead of being a fit, I became a flippy or a flappy, depending on which vowel you stick in there to pronounce it. And um, I must admit, I much preferred fit. Um, So you're back to really what you call yourself and what your customers call you. It didn't bother me to a huge extent. I suppose I was somewhere in the middle. If I had a choice, I would rather have had the, the Institute remain as IT and also have the word training. But I realise that there is an increasing trend towards replacing training with learning. And lately, performance seems to have been tagged onto that as well. So I would have preferred to stay as I was, but I'm not uh, to the point that I'm prepared to walk out because it's changed. So I think I'm one of the um, probably large majority in the middle of um, that whole spectrum. But I can understand feelings at both ends of it. So what do you think? Me, I'm I'm the same as you. I would have preferred to have, of, of it to have remained as the Institute of IT Training. As I say, that's what I do. That's who I am. That is uh, who is representing me. I can also understand why they're doing it, why they've changed the name. It's to represent all things learning. But the performance bit, who, who are we, who's... Whose performance are we representing? Is it the the trainers, teachers, whatever you want to call us? Or is it the people we, we are teaching? Is it the performer? Is it our performance in the classroom? Is it the performance of um, the, the people who are the students, delegates, learners? Call them what you like. Um, I've always taken that to mean that by adding the word performance in, you're referring to the improvement in the bottom line for the companies involved in the training. So it it, ah, it increases or enhances the performance of those that you have facilitated to do their jobs. But the, the term Learning and Performance Institute, my first thought when I went to university in the 80s, universities were very different than now. There was universities, there was polytechnics, and some had very narrow areas of expertise. And I always remember Brunel, which at the time was engineering. And down that way, there was... Um, a physical education style department and that always had the word performance in it and that's what it reminds me of uh, learning I don't object to but 
I think the learning part of it that I, I struggle with is the fact that I train people. I am a trainer. The verb is I train, not I learn. And I think from that perspective, you've kind of flipped it, you, that you're focusing not on what you do, but on what your delegates, or in this case, learners are doing. They learn. You train, they learn. So it doesn't, it feels a little bit, I feel a little less engaged with it, if I'm honest, because of the title. So I suppose it, it has made a difference to me. Are you going to say something? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what, what do your customers call you? Uh, I can tell you what my customers call me. Really? You're prepared to go public with that? I am, yes. Uh, uh, well, I've been called the trainer. I've, I've, I've walked through the, the restaurant at work and somebody who is coming on one of my sessions has nudged the person next to them and said, that's the trainer. Uh, I've been called one of the guys from IT. <laughs> Uh, so now I'll, I've got I'll, an image of the IT show in my mind. Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be helping somebody because I don't just do training either. I'll do floor walking, I'll do um, desk side support, and somebody will ring through and say, "I've got one of the guys from IT here." So that's not particularly recognising your your training skills. It's recognising your IT skills. Um, I've been called a lecturer, <laughs> and I have been called that, but not not often, and it does make me smile. And my colleague, this one makes me smile, my colleague was once called the Vista bloke. Understandable. <laughs> when, uh, when, when they rolled Vista out where, where I work, they, they, we had workshops and this, this, somebody wrote uh, on their feedback, can we get the Vista bloke back? <laughs> nice one. Um, that, was, that reminds me of when people used to call Windows Microsoft. Yeah. They'd ask for a Microsoft trainer and you'd say Microsoft what? And they'd just say Microsoft. <laughs> You think, yes, but what? <laughs> Do you mean Office? Do you mean Excel? Do you mean... And they say, no, 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 the one with the windows on it. Ah, oh, you mean windows. <laughs> I think most people are a bit more savvy these days, aren't I they? I think they are, yes, but back in the day, they weren't. There's plenty of other uh, titles as well, isn't there? Got a whole list of them. Mm. Where do we start? Well, tutor. Uh, tutor means more one-to-one -to, -one to me, um, where you would tutor somebody. Tutor always reminds me of, of school or college or yeah one to one tutoring maybe maybe somebody tutoring through you, you through your maths O level A level something like that yes it just has that ring to it doesn't it uh, there's teacher facilitators one that's very popular right now and I must admit it's not one I I like. I am not a facilitator, <laughs> uh, which is heresy, really, isn't it? Um, I've heard of facilitator specifically in virtual training. Now, do you ever call yourself a facilitator? I can't say I have ever called my, myself a facilitator, no. No, I haven't. I know you're facilitating other people's learning. And it, it, is it semantics, this? I mean, you're doing the same job. To me, I've always done the same job. Um, there's a lot of passing trends in training that come along, aren't there? Buzzwords that come along. Ultimately, I am doing exactly the same job that I've been doing for over 15 years. I always try and engage the delegates. I always try and change the course materials, change the topics, change everything to suit the delegates. So I've always done all of that. I'm not doing anything different. So to sort of change my title now seems like a misnomer to me. As I say, facilitator a lot, used a lot in virtual training. But if I'm virtually training, I'm still training. I'm not a facilitator in virtual training. I'm actually training people. The term facilitator, to me, is more of a technical assistant role in a webinar or a virtual training session. And I use the term technical assistant if I am 
and I, I would say it, technically assisting somebody in a webinar. I don't facilitate their delivery of the webinar, although to some degree, I suppose I do. But I feel that I could have somebody with me who would call themselves a facilitator. But if they are not technically aware enough of what I'm using to deliver the webinar or technically enough aware of what I'm actually doing with the software I'm, I'm demonstrating or, or the range of skills I'm talking about, if it's soft skills, then I feel that they are of less use to me as a facilitator. So I much prefer the term technical assistant if I am assisting somebody in a webinar, which is the term that you and I use when we technically assist each other. That's right, we do. I think I prefer it because with a webinar, much, much more can go wrong on a technical level. I mean, obviously, I could forget what I'm talking about, but um, luckily it's never happened to me. But I could lose my connection. I could have sound problems. I could have vision problems. Delivering virtually is a difficult job. And if I have somebody with me who is assisting me, they need to work on a technical level. I mean, I have thrown an iPad at you and said, I can't get that on the network. Can you make it work while I carry on and show something else? And I think if you were just somebody, you know, I mean, you've probably had people there, haven't you, who are just there to sort of help out. Yes. And you may call those a facilitator, but unless you have the technical skills to actually do some good, then to me, you may as well not be there. So for that role, I do have a specific title for that. Oh, I don't. You don't particularly have a technical assistant often, do you? I don't. And can I just clarify that you didn't actually throw the iPad at me? <laughs> uh, you just th it was a it was it virtually thrown at you. Yeah. What do you think of giving somebody um, an elevated job title in, instead of uh, instead of a raise? Because normally an elevated job title does translate into more responsibilities and and, and uh, uh, more money. But that's not always the case. Sometimes it, it'll be um, a sop to. Uh, yeah, well, we'll call you uh, the technical trainer or we'll call you this uh, the senior trainer, uh, but we're not actually giving you any more money. Ugh. I'm not big on the corporate world, so no, I, th I think that's terrible. You should have a job title. If they are going to bestow a job title on you, then I think it does need to reflect what you do. And if they want to give you a better title because you are in the, you know, on the technical side of things or you are now looking after other people, so your job title should have the word senior in it, then they should do that anyway. It should be totally separate from the recompense received for your job. And... It's, your job should be recognised in both ways, both the title and in terms of the compensation for it. I think that's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, the first training company I worked for, we had um, a, a number of, of job titles. Uh, and I think the idea was it was something to aim at. And it was all based on uh, how long you've been there and how many products you taught and you know, what, what skill level you had. And it was called, I think it was called Associate Trainer, Executive Trainer and Senior Executive Trainer. And then I moved to another training company and it was more rather than uh, those titles, which are a kind of, I suppose the word I'm looking for is descriptive. It was a job title as opposed to the next company I worked for where you had just grades. I completely understand that because... It's nice sometimes to have an aspirational ladder of titles so you can sort of work your way up and you know where you're going. You also have the benefit of that, that with it being more descriptive, you could say to somebody, I'm a senior 
whatever and it doesn't actually matter what the whatever is the fact that you've used the word senior means something to people whereas if you say oh i'm a grade seven it doesn't actually mean anything at all i remember when you came back and said oh i'm a grade three and i said what does that mean how many grades are there where are you up to and it didn't really mean anything i think people do like something that is easily understood by other people and they may even seek to differentiate themselves if you have a ladder of grades they may want to add words to that so people understand where they are in the hierarchy. I totally agree. I'm, I'm also now thinking about when I worked for that tech startup, uh, which obviously wasn't a training company, one of the guys came and introduced himself on my first day, uh, introduced himself to me and some other new starters and said, my job title is sales director. He said, I'm not actually a director, but people like to deal with somebody who've got director in their title. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's not just trainers who uh, we, we're talking about here, is it? Oh, you know, no, absolutely. I recently read two pieces on the BBC and they were talking about exactly this in terms of job titles. And some of the job titles on that were really, really funny. And there was they wrote a piece about it in the online magazine. And then the following week, they'd got lots and lots of feedback. And some of them were just laugh out loud funny. They really were. So uh, I'll put links in that to the show notes, actually. But yes, it, it seems to be um, go well beyond training, this title problem. You were talking about people differentiating themselves from others. Uh, one of the other training companies I worked for, we had the technical trainers who uh, they trained systems engineering type uh, courses. They called themselves the technical trainers. I remember you saying that. They had actually seemingly added that word of their own volition. They were all just trainers. They wanted to distinguish themselves, though, because they deemed that what they did was more technically advanced. I'm sure that the office application trainers didn't say, oh, I'm an application trainer. They were happy to just be a trainer. It was that they wanted to elevate themselves because of what they considered to be a deeper technical understanding, I presume. Yeah, and it it depends which which part of the which, it depends on what the technical aspect you're looking at because you could be looking at, for example, programming, which might come under uh, application development, or it might come under technical. It's it's a, a bit of a grey area, if you ask me. And it doesn't look like things are going to get any clearer anytime soon either. I've noticed new titles appearing in our genre, which is obviously technology. I've seen e-learning designer, mobile learning specialist. These are sort of new titles that I'm seeing. Are you seeing those? I've seen those around as new technologies are, are coming on board. There's people uh, jumping into those areas and, and giving them themselves or being given those titles. Yeah. Mm. Um, we had a webinar online a few weeks ago and we had Gary who said, I'm a learning technologist and he's quite comfortable with that title. It's got learning in it, hasn't it? I'm assuming the technologist part of it is because he is in IT. But um, learning technologist... That's not bad, actually, is it? I like that. I quite like that one. Dave said, I'm just a teacher. Now, I think being a teacher is the most important thing in the world. I wouldn't tag just at the beginning of that. I think being a teacher is so important. You may not feel that it is, but I know I I remember fondly the, the teachers I had who were I deemed to be good. And just as I remember just as well the ones I deemed to be terrible. <laughs> so to be honest, I think that's a really important job. I suppose 
you reserve the term teacher for for an academic environment and probably quite a, a young student's environment as well. You tend to have lecturer or professor or something like that, don't you, as you get older? But I certainly would don't add just before teacher because I think that's incredibly important. I only had a handful of really, really good teachers, but I'll never forget them. And they probably pointed me towards what I now do as well. Obviously, my cookery teacher, terrible, terrible, terrible <laughs> woman I had for my cookery teacher. And I loathe cooking with a passion. So maybe the two are related. So we've had a look at the, the general things about titles. Is there a benefit to having a specific title, though? I think there is. It demonstrates expertise. If you teach or train in one area, or maybe a couple of areas, uh, from our professional point of view, you know, you might be an Excel trainer, you might be a SharePoint trainer. I know someone who's a notes trainer. From a teacher's point of view, you, you often classify yourself as a maths teacher or a science teacher or a chemistry teacher. So that there are benefits in terms of that. Yeah, I agree with you. I probably agree with you even more, but I love my job so much that I don't tend to focus on just one narrow aspect of it. Um, I have, I love software, I love technology. So I have expertise in many, many areas. I sometimes feel I use the term expert too often, but I just love it. And because I love it and I love so many different areas, I tend to go for more generic, to be honest, hence consultant. But um, what do you call yourself? All you trainers out there, I'm calling you trainers, but what do you call yourself? And what do others call you? But I suppose the most important question is, does it matter? Well, that's the end of the show, but only the beginning of the discussion, we hope, and we want to hear what you think. So send in your thoughts and we'll share them with the Training Show listeners. Be sure to subscribe, tell your colleagues, follow the Training Show on Twitter, Facebook and Google+. As promised, we have a special training show sponsored webinar this week, The Future of Learning Multi-Screen Delivery. Multi-screen delivery is all about taking your content, whatever it might be, manuals, workbooks, audio, video, and delivering it across multiple platforms and across devices with as little re-engineering as possible. To attend the webinar would normally cost you over £125, but we've got a discount code so that you can attend for free. So if you want to book a ticket, go to the Training Show website, locate the show notes for show two, and there's a link in there to the booking page. When you get there, enter the code TTS9913S. That's Tango Tango Sierra 9913Sierra. And we hope to see you there. Our next webinars will cover the six main applications in Office 2013, which is available in preview right now. So we'll be looking at Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, OneNote and Access. But more on that next time. We also have an exciting time coming up. We have a week of live training show shows starting on the 27th of August. For five days, we will have five power packed 15 minute sessions covering tips, tricks and productivity hacks to save you a ton of time. Full details of those available on the website. If you'd like to contribute to the website by writing an article about something you're passionate about, then please do drop us a line. But most of all, just get in touch. We'd love to hear what topics you'd like to see us cover and hear your thoughts on all things training. You can contact us at thetrainingshow at gmail.com. There's a contact form on the Training Show website at thetrainingshow.com or on Twitter at twitter.com slash thetrainingshow. But that's it for today. We hope to see you next time. Goodbye. See you next time.